Welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, where each week we find ways to gently rebel against the nonsense that overwhelm and exhaustion are just the price you pay to have the life you want. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. Let's dive straight in. I've no idea what this episode is called, so I'm just going to trust that by the time I get to the end, it will have a title that makes sense. That doesn't mean I don't have a point, obviously, but it means I'm not entirely sure where this is going because I'm going to tell you a story because something magical happens in this story that I think will help you. And then I'm assuming because when I trust the process of creating anything, this usually happens. Let's see if it does live. So here's the story. About a month ago, I had an email from Kindle Direct Publishing, Amazon, saying that I had some royalties. And a few days later, I clicked through to check it out because that's exciting, right? And my account had been closed. Yep, that's two and a half years of writing a book, celebrating publishing it, and a few months later, finding for no reason at all without warning Amazon had terminated my account. My book was no longer available. And this is what happened. The old Heidi would have gone into, I don't know, some emotional rage or crying or the unfairness of it all. Now, this Heidi, who's practiced neutral noticing for years, was bemused. My reaction was, hmm, that's interesting. I'm not kidding, it really was. Now, I'm not saying I'm like this about all potential things I could catastrophize about. I'm very good at catastrophizing about things that I'm not as resilient to. But I was really curious that in this case, I was able to say, hmm, that's interesting. And this is how it happened. Inside, it didn't make sense. I know with a deep knowing that the words in my book are there to help you if you read it or if you're going to buy it, whoever reads it. To me, those words matter. To me, it felt like they came through me out into the world, which I know is common for a lot of people in the creative process. So it didn't make any sense that the words would be unavailable for you to find. It just didn't make any sense. Therefore, my reaction was, hmm, that's curious. And it was literally one of bemusement rather than one of, oh my goodness, what's the point? Why did I do all that work? What am I going to do? What have I done wrong? So what did I do? I pressed the help button with dread because to be fair, whenever you press the help button, the trying to find help thing is just ridiculously long, isn't it? And you just get lost down a rabbit hole. But I found an email to contact them and I contacted them and said, I really don't understand what's happening. I put a lot of work into this book. Please, can you reinstate my account? Because I haven't had a reason given. I don't have any warning. I really don't understand as far as I can see. I haven't done anything wrong, you know, according to their copywriting things. I mean, all my words, a lot of work went into that book. And then I did start to get a little bit worried that this might go on a long time, which would mean that maybe I should publish the book through a different 
um, platform, which I don't know anything about. So that would require some investigation and work. And I had a lot of other things going on. So then I did a bit of Googling and found that, yeah, this sometimes happens. And some people had had some success by emailing Jeff himself. So I thought, well, I'll just do that then. So <laughs> I emailed Jeff at Amazon and yeah, so I just did everything I could and then I let go and I didn't talk about it, didn't even tell my partner. I didn't want to draw any attention to it. I didn't want to be rehearsing um, scenarios in my head about anything. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to put my attention into it being a disaster. I just trusted that it would be resolved. It was eventually resolved actually pretty quickly they got back to me not through the emergency email the top of amazon but just through their normal help they got back to me very quickly with a kind of we've reinstated your account but don't do it again which i wasn't very happy about and i did politely point out that i hadn't done anything they hadn't given me any warning and that's not really an acceptable way yeah it's not going to work for me in my book because my book matters but they still haven't managed to answer what happened so I don't know. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because the book is back again. Well, it was back in Kindle form then. But the paperback book wasn't released. And this is just weird because actually most people want a paperback copy. So this wasn't quite working. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this is an opportunity. Which I'm laughing about now because that sounds so healthy. Oh, Heidi, you're able to look at something that could have been disaster and see an opportunity. But seriously, I went, maybe it's an opportunity because there were some typos that were bugging me, even though I was trying to do the whole, it's not important. Most people haven't noticed them. It it was bugging me. So then I put it on my um, to-do list. But just to be clear, I don't mean the never-ending to-do list. I mean the list I have, which is based on GTD, getting things done system, which allows me to put it out of my mind because my rule is my mind is not for carrying lists of stuff. So that just meant I put it into my system and it was safe, but it wasn't a priority. I've I've got loads of other projects going on and that was a done project. And this is the point of this podcast. This is the point telling you this story is that we, we love to finish projects. We chase products projects we put a lot of energy and time and effort into projects we we can have lots of projects going on and that can really contribute to our overwhelm but we don't want to drop any of them but the thing is even if you finish one as big as writing a book and publish it that can be taken away so the point isn't the finishing of the project because the finished thing can disappear in fact nothing's permanent And knowing that can be helpful. This is a really good thing. And it brought to mind those um, monks with the mandalas, the sand mandalas, where they spend ages creating the most intricate, beautiful mandalas out of sand. And then they just wipe them away to remind themselves that nothing is permanent. And it kind of felt like that with my book, because a book is is similar to that, isn't it? It's it's a creative effort. It's intense and it, it it's very focused. And the book was no longer available. Now, the book hadn't disappeared as in I still have a copy, blah, blah, blah. But the end project, that huge thing that I got done was no longer done. It was taken away from me. But I didn't feel threatened. 
because I was able to notice it, because I've practiced a lot of stepping back and observing myself neutrally, neutral noticing. If you want to practice that, please do go to my website, scroll down the first page, click on the link about the free audio, the one minute mark, and you can get some help very easily with practicing neutral noticing. Or you can get up at 5am and sit on the cushion for an hour. I don't mind. You can have my one minute audio if you want. (laughs) Anyway, so the point is that projects can disappear. So if we're always focused on the end result, when I finish this, then I will feel. When I've done this, then I can have that constant postponing of the feeling of accomplishment and ease for when the project is finished. If we're focused mainly on that, that can be unhelpful for so many reasons, not least of which we're always living in the future and we're always feeling like we're carrying lots of things that need to be done until we can feel at ease, etc. So then it's just, it's a heavy way of living. Whereas if we think about the process, so to me, it's far more important the how than the what. So how we accomplish the project is far more important than getting it done because, first of all, it can disappear, it's not permanent. But secondly, you spend much more of your time, you spend most of the time on the journey of accomplishment the process the process of writing the book what I learned doing that has given me far more than the publishing of the book and you think that doesn't make sense it's amazing you've published a book if you've published a book it is an amazing accomplishment but the process of writing it the believing that I could do it the the strict discipline the commitment to it the getting rid of half of it or in my case most of it because I extracted everything apart from the headlines and made it into a book that looks more like prose so it's not overwhelming but that process that I went through what I learned the contacts I made on the way the people who helped me on the way which I paid that forward by writing a blog about how I wrote my book so that people can go there and click on it and go to those resources that I used I'm paying that forward which is a joy, so there's a lot of gratitude in that. The, everything I learned on the way to writing that book is worth far more than having that book out in the world. That doesn't mean I don't want the book out in the world. It is now back out in the world. Here's the second part of my story. So it's really annoying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not messing around like I'm in some zen, like, oh, it's fine, everything's fine, that Amazon closed my account. No. I'm not, I'm still not happy about it, as in, they can't do that again. That's not okay. Finishing projects still matters. It's really important to me that I refinished it. And it was actually really irritating, as in, now it's added to my to-do list because I've decided I can't just upload the original manuscript. I've just, there's a few typos and I really want them done. And then it went onto my list and then it becomes another thing to do. And I had lots of fails going on. That was irritating, but it wasn't a disaster. It was just irritating. It was just another thing to do. But this is what then happened. I started to feel the pressure of that. I started to feel not guilty, but not happy with the fact that I had links up out saying I had a book and then the book wasn't available. It just felt wrong. It felt out of integrity in some way. It matters to me that the book is available to you. So I really, really wanted to go through the typos and upload to Amazon, but it was bugging me. Then one day, 
I managed to sit down. Didn't take that long. There weren't that many typos. So that was sorted really quickly. But then it goes back onto my list. And I'm then worried, am I allowed to upload a slightly altered manuscript? And now I'm slightly worried that uh, I'm going to get told off by the big Amazon again. But I checked it out and it said, no, that's fine. And then it went back on my list again. So there were actually several actions to get from unfinished project to finished project again, even though when I published my book in the first the first time back in October, I did write out this process, but I forgot to check it like you do because I'm really focused on other things. And then it's bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. Arr. I kept putting it on my list, kept putting it on my list, kept putting it, and then I was, so I was avoiding it. I was avoiding re-uploading my manuscript to Amazon because I was actually annoyed. Deep down, I was annoyed that I was having to do it again. It didn't make any sense. So I wasn't catastrophizing. This is important. So I'm still holding on to the, I was bemused when they closed my account. I believed that it would be reinstated quickly. It was. I'm really grateful. I was just back in that general irritation. You you know when you've got something that needs to be done, don't want to do it. Like doing your accounts, that kind of thing. It had become that kind of thing. I wasn't interested in doing it. I was irritated about it. I couldn't remember how to use the, which button to press. And the other day, I was just feeling really tired. So I'd done my normal morning of work and it was after lunch and it but it was bugging me I really want to do that and it was on my list again but I was feeling really tired and the idea of trying to get my head around a techie thing to re-upload this book was irritating me and I was trying I realized neutral noticing I observed myself fighting fighting against wanting to do it fighting against irritation because it's not a difficult thing it's just a tedious thing but I was fighting the tiredness. So I paused. I stopped the battle. And I laid down behind me here. I have some nice cushions, a little nest for meditating, for journaling, for writing. And I just laid down, put a blanket over me, snuggled up with Nutmeg and Rosie and closed my eyes. I felt the tiredness. I felt the irritation. I neutrally noticed how I was feeling. I let my body settle into the bed. I felt the sheer joy of just stopping for a moment. And then suddenly, I really felt like uploading this book. Seriously, I'm not kidding. It was like this, oh, you know what? It'd be so nice to just get that done. I bet it's not that hard. I bet it's really easy. And I quite literally leapt off the bed. Poor cavalier spaniels and uploaded it to amazon it didn't take very long because all the process is there because i still maintain they are actually very good self-published authors it's all there it was really easy really easy it didn't take me very long it's done just like that so the point of this podcast is chasing the perfection of the finished project is pointless because nothing's permanent and you spend much longer in the process of finishing the project than that small amount of time when it's done before you're on to the next project. So where our focus is matters because that's the quality of our life. And when the focus is on finding a way to do it that suits you, that suits you down to, to the ground, 
Imagine having an outrageously suitable life. Not an outrageously brilliant, high achieving life, but an outrageously suitable life. One that really suits you, that just works for you. That So for me, that would be actually achieving lots, but in a really cool way for me, where it's just not hard work or not that it's not hard work because I actually enjoy hard work. What I don't like is that tedious hard work when everything feels trudgy. I like working hard. I just don't like the tedious. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't, it's work that is hard as in it challenges me, but it's super enjoyable. That's what I mean. That's what I like. So I can achieve loads of things with ease and with joy and with that delightful hard work feel that is stretchy rather than trudgy and draining. Imagine if you had your life set up like that. And we do that by prioritising that feeling of how we do it, which for me obviously means without overwhelm, without pressure, without overloading my nervous system. It means taking care to notice the overwhelm when it's coming, to notice when it's here, to let it go purposely and to everyday notice that commitment every day to yourself. I don't do overwhelm. It doesn't work for me. It clogs up my brain. I can't think straight and I'm very grumpy. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be trying to achieve things in that way. So I have to find an alternative way. Does it mean I hit on that jackpot every time? No. Sometimes it requires taking a three minute rest cuddled up with two Cavalier Spaniels to just admit that actually I'm kind of feeling defeated by the entire day. Turns out that wasn't true because when I took the break, my nervous system reset, I got clarity in my head, I got energy in my head and I did the thing that had been bugging me for a few weeks super fast. Don't you love it when that happens? How often does that happen to you? It's worth noting. It's worth noticing how you're moving through your day, whether you're pushing against yourself or whether you're finding a way to work with yourself. And this doesn't mean the difference between working hard and have and getting loads done and having low expectations and not getting much done. It's not about that. It's about how. How are you showing up for your day? What do you want? What matters to you? How do you want to move through your life? And noticing that because it's going to change. It's going to change whether you've got children or not children, what your dog's like, what your work's like, what the weather's like, what your partner's like, where you live, how much money you've got, like what stage of your life you're at. I feel very differently in my 50s than I did, obviously, in my 20s or even my 30s or 40s. Every decade seems to have a different flavour. Knowing that, knowing yourself, becoming more and more aware, just getting to know yourself each day and what suits you. Imagine having an outrageously suitable life, suits you down to the ground. Anyway, what was the point of this podcast? What do I think the title is? I think it's something like... Where's your focus? Is it at the end or in the process? But I'll decide what the actual, hopefully snappier title is as I close this up and write up some show notes for you. Thank you for being here with me. I hope sharing this story about what happened with my book and how I dealt with it has been helpful for you in some way. And I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a little moment of your time to share it, like it, etc. to help other people find it. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please go to www.tidymark.co.uk.